So I, the other day I had this woman, she messaged me about one of these, these cute Bowdoin dresses I just recently got in Richmond at the Goodwill. And I have, you know, a dress form. All my pictures are like, there's a dress form. And she was like, well, it's a fit and flare dress. I have that in the listing. And she was like, well, does the skirt flare? And I was like, well, it, it's, I mean, that's what it looks like. It's on a mannequin. That's what it would look like on a person. And she was like, but does it flare out? And I was like, well, I guess if you got yourself into a real twirling situation, woo! <laughs> she, she didn't respond. <laughs> That was great. That was a very respectful and great way to say. If you got yourself real, I could see you spinning and it would twirl. It's a real flare out just standing there. There's no like frou frou. It's a real twirl a thon around here. Woo! All right. Well, theme song. Theme song. In a world where podcasting is the only thing that matters, two sisters who have very little reselling experience decide to make a podcast about reselling. Who will step forward with reselling tips and interviews with some of the greatest resellers the world has ever seen? We are the Thrifter Sisters. Thrifter Sisters! And here we go. We got another interview for you today, listener. We are about to get into it. I am Lindsay. I'm Lacey. And we are the thrifterine sisterines that, <laughs> love, <Damn it. laughs> that, that love to come in straight and just burrow really right into those ear balls. Just yeah. Really, just really want to get up in there and kind like of a little, little, little bug. It's just, <laughs> and it's, and it's annoying, you know, it's like, and then you're like, get it, get it out of here. Oh, you know those horror stories of people that wake up with like roaches in their ears? Oh my God. <gasps> Who was it? Who was it? There was a podcast I was listening to, and a guy saw a spider crawl out of his wife's ear. Oh, <laughs> and 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 you will see later in this. So we already we already recorded the interview. You'll hear later in this podcast that I reference. I'm not scared of spiders, but just thinking of that right now, of a spider crawling out of my ear. Are you kidding me? I'll die. I would die. I would die right there. Death. I would be like instant uh, But you wouldn't see it crawling out of your ear, so. <laughs> Oh my God. Remember when John fucking got that tissue? The vintage tissue? Y'all, we went to a fish. Oh, this is this is another episode of us referencing fish shows. We went to a fish show. This was before we had kids. And, and it was a Halloween show. So we were all dressed up. John's wearing like this vintage, like he found he was up Seriously in her suit. Yeah, he was up in New York like years before for a work training. And he they went to some thrift store and he got like this cause, oh because they went to go see what are those roller girls called he went they went to yeah, roller derby roller derbies and so they all as part of the work event they all went to goodwill and bought ridiculous outfits and then went to the roller derby and he got this amazing like 70s 1970s yeah which like Lacey, maroon. He, he got rid of when we moved to charlottesville oh. and he was like well you and he blames it on me he's like you were telling me to get rid of stuff i'm like not stuff that's amazing like yeah. what, what's wrong with you <laughs> Dirt I'm bag. You buy your toys from when you were five years old. I don't need a <laughs> box of your school, elementary school paperwork sitting, which, by the way, folks, we have two boxes of John's elementary. He's like, I want to show it to the kids. I'm like, all right, well, let's show it to him and then burn it in the fire pit. I'm sick <laughs> of these boxes. Anyway, away from that, we were at this show and there was like a, not a handkerchief, it was a tissue from 
which I'm guessing the seventies from, cause we found like a dry cleaning receipt in one of the pockets from the seventies in this suit. And, and John has very sensitive ears. Like, he does. He, he now like, we, not that we go to shows anymore, but when we do, he'll bring earplugs with him. And sometimes these shows, they sell earplugs now yeah. too, you know, shout out shows for sh- selling earplugs. Love that. Love that journey for all of us. Um, but this was a fish show that did not have earplugs and he did not have them with him. <laughs> he found this tissue in this First suit. of all, ew. <laughs> yeah, ew. What did he do with that tissue, sister? Oh, he used it to plug up his ears because the sound was too loud for his delicate, delicate eardrums. And it instantly started dissolving because it was a 1970s tissue. <laughs> I was like, he was like complaining about it. I'm like, you are not ruining this night for me. I have saved up for this show. We have traveled to Atlantic City. I have an amazing costume. This is so much fun. Don't he you ruin this for me. Uh, Lindsay was having to like get tweezers back at the hotel and try and like pick these chunks of like, his ears. You are going to have to suffer through the... I don't care. I don't want to hear another word about it. We are enjoying the rest of the show. Then I will go home and we will dig that shit, which I did. I got tweezers and pulled it out of his ear. It was not strong thinking on his part. You know how we like to say there's a correct way of doing things. <laughs> and we know what is correct. And we know what is correct. Guys are just walking around looking around. Taking a 1970s tissue from a vintage suit, putting it in your ear at a concert is incorrect. So listen, basically what I'm saying is if you feel bad for me for having to be married to this situation, <laughs> you can go over to our Instagram and follow us and engage with our content there because that makes me feel, that gives me validation. It makes me feel good. It gives me joy. You can also head over to Apple and Spotify, rate and review our podcast. And if so inclined and you would like to help with the production and the hosting of our podcast, you can head over to buy me a coffee back. Nope. Buymeacoffee.com <laughs> backslash thrift sisters. And, um, you know, buy us a coffee. We'll use that to go. We don't actually buy coffee. We're yeah. using it to, um, host the show mm-hmm. for the all, the, all the production cost involved. All right. Well, that's that. So don't put vintage tissues in your ears. Support, if you enjoy the content we're creating for you, um, we'd, surely appreciate your support and let's go we got a good interview lined up that's right here. correct that is see <laughs> that is correct this interview we have already recorded it's 100 correct yep all right well let's go do some correct shit right now do it all right katie i like um like the <laughs> i was gonna say that yeah your lights your umbrella lights they look like ears coming off your head they're the only place I can have them because it's a dog crate and boxes. Huh? It's a mess in here. Like, like listener, it's, she has like the two, what are those called? Umbrella lights things yeah, behind yeah, her. Yeah. But we can see the, the side of them. So we see the black <laughs> and it looks like two black triangles coming out of her head. Like she's you look little... like some like awesome DJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's this weird vintage shirt I'm wearing. It's like a Yamaha. Yeah. <laughs> So is that your um is that your office workspace? Is that well it's really my husband's office, but I've taken over and I share it and he's not he's not that happy. I mean he's like like for example, I got these at the bin. They're these little like pink um cowboy boots and they're just sitting on his desk. He's like, What are these? So he's don't worry about it. Don't worry about what these are. Just you know, go back to their money is what they are. I'm selling them. (laughs) It's money. It's a pile of money. That's what that is. Okay, well, I mean, let's let's do some intros here. So, hey, listener, welcome. We're so glad to have you here. Um, I'm Lindsay. I'm Lacey. And we have another amazing interview guest here with us today. Um, Katie, what is your um, 
Katie, what's your Instagram name? Um, it's Jelly Vintage. So J-E-L-L-I Vintage. Jelly Vintage. And so Katie is one of the, I think she's the second one who's reached out to me um, asking to be on the, or saying, not like, hey, put me on the podcast. But it was like, <laughs> hey, here's my story. Do you think this would be a good podcast topic? And I'm like, hell yeah, this is a yeah. great, this is a great I love this. I'm this very is, excited to get into this today. This is so different. I'm I mean, a huge fan. Huge, like, like I just told them I'm a huge fan. I think you guys have the coolest podcast and it's so informative for me. So yeah, oh, thank you. I, like, I was so excited when you reached back out. I was like, yes. Aww. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm, I, <laughs> I, I don't want to call her out, but um, yesterday, one of my Instagram reseller friends was talking about how she was listening to a podcast. She was just like going like this. And then like she had in text, she was like, I'm listening to a podcast and they're giving bad information. And so I messaged her. I'm like, it's us, right? Like it's us. <laughs> I'm like, I want everyone to know before, above and beyond and first and foremost, we're a comedy podcast. <laughs> I would and, not have been surprised how she said it was. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure we've given so much bad information on here. But, you know, it's all about the evolution and the learning, right? Yes. Like we're, we're sharing the good, the bad around here. No, you uh, guys have such good information. I mean, you're, in your intro, it's like, who pretend to know what we're doing? And I'm like, they do know what they're doing, actually. I hey, think, fake it till you make it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got you all fooled. <laughs> well, we're, we're learning and we're learning from all of um, the guests that we have on, which is a great opportunity. Really, this is just selfish for right, on our right. part because we're like, ooh, let's learn more and get some people on here who actually know what they're doing. Exactly. <laughs> So this is genius. And and we're learning and it's so freaking fun to meet all of y'all. It okay. Is. So let's, how, how are we going to get, Katie, hold on. I got a drink. <laughs> got a hot drink. I, I'm really, because I just, I, I just threw in a quick workout real quick. I, I had. Good for you. Headspace isn't great, you know, as none of us in America are. So today is the day. We don't, yep. we don't want to, we don't want to bring down the vibe of our podcast, but it, you know. This is our life, and, and this yeah. is the reality of being an American. Good so, for you for being a, a working out person. It, I, you know, I, <laughs> my, my journey of fitness really, it, you know, I was an athlete, and then um, it turned, after being an athlete, it turned more into the eating disorder side of things. Me too. For many, many, many years, many years. And um, now I'm a fully confident 45-year-old woman who could yes. give a shit about the cellulite and extra weight. I, can, I don't even know how much I weigh. I don't own a scale. When I go to the doctors, I'm like, yeah, I'm abstaining from standing on that because I don't need to yeah, know Yeah, you don't it. have to. I nope. always say, I'm like, yeah, I'm around this. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, just so you know, people, that you do not have to step on that scale mm -hmm. if that is a trigger for you. It is for me. And I work out for mental health. Like I schedule my workouts and today was not a workout day. And I'm like, I got to work out. I got to, I got to yeah. move my body. I got to sweat. I got to jump. I got to throw shit around because I'm, I'm real anxious in my head and we have this interview and I want to be, I want to be present for it. Yeah, so it helps totally so much. It. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot going on, but you know, it's just, that's the best way to handle it. I yeah. completely agree. Yeah. And also, you know, call call your representatives and vote people. Uh, exactly. Yeah. These, yes. are, these are also ways that we can, we can we can handle. Okay. So Katie's story really caught me. She is in NYC. You're are you in Brooklyn? 
Yeah, I'm in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Um, I live here with my husband and my dog. We just uh, got what's your married. dog? What's your dog's name? She well, actually, my husband and my dog. I sent them down. We live in like a like a high rise building, and I sent them down to like the media room because I knew my dog would bark. Oh. Um, her name is Sunny. She's like a mini lab. She's like forty pounds, and oh. she's the best. But it's like. It's really not the best to have a golden lab that sheds when you have a reselling business because like anytime <laughs> she comes near my inventory, I'm like, stay away. <laughs> yeah, I, I lived with a lab um, through college and then a few years after college, my roommate, one of my best friends had a black lab. So I'm very familiar with the shedding of the lab. <laughs> I know. I bet, it's I so thick. Actually, oh, I know. So I also saw like... Um, this girl on Poshmark, she had such a cute closet. And I was like literally shopping for myself. And in her post, every post, it was like, you may get a dog hair or two. And I was like, that is so cute. Like, you know, because <laughs> like some people are allergic or some people, you know, yeah. might not care. And I was like, that's a great thing to write. I mean, I don't write dog free home, but yeah, maybe I you, you could write you could write dog friendly coming from a dog friendly house. I mean, you don't have to, but I, I have seen that people writing comes from a dog friendly home. Right. I, I don't let my cat in our, my, my office, the door, like he sits out there and meows when he knows I'm in there working. <laughs> yeah, does. Yeah. And like every now and then I'll forget to close it behind me. And I turn around, he's like immediately in there. Cause he knows yeah. he can't go in there. Right. And I'm just like, no, she has to be in here for no reason. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, shout out it. to Sunny and congratulations <laughs> on your, your recent nuptials. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, it was a really interesting pandemic for us. We, Moved to our in-laws in Maryland for two years. Oh gosh! We got married. We got a dog. I mean, it was just everything happened in two years. So it was great. <laughs> so were you were you a pandemic wedding that got canceled? And yes. or yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no. It's honestly we wanted to cancel it. We were not the type to be like you know we have to get married. I mean, if it were up to me, I still wouldn't have had it because it wasn't safe, you know. And yeah. we had it down in Florida, which was another. <laughs> No, I mean, I won't say anything else beyond the fact that, you know, they didn't really wear the masks where we were and down in mm-hmm. Key West. Uh, my in-laws have a house down there. So it's kind of like our little <laughs> spot. We got married on the beach and we rescheduled. And it was fine. And, you know, everyone got COVID a week before our wedding. Oh, and um, Great. That's, I, that's the timing. Yeah. I, my bride, like my best friend, she got it a day before she couldn't come. I had three Aww. bridesmaids canceled. But Shoot. honestly, to be honest with you, like everyone, everyone's like, wow, you must be so sad. That's so like, and I'm like, no, I, if anybody showed up, I'd be happy because honestly, it was like right in the middle of everything. It wasn't safe. And, you know, we did it the best we could. So, but it was beautiful. It was amazing. And it ended up, you know, Scott Tree. As long as you got- and your husband were there. No one, <laughs> exactly. No one got COVID. You know, I was expecting an email or two, but I didn't, you know, we made sure it outside and masks. And so it was safe. And yeah, it was beautiful. It was and Key West, I mean, it's, that's some pretty water right there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's great. That's, and it's, that's- the people are so... So amazing. Like it the is. coolest, most creative people. And like it gets a bad rap, but it's the best town. It's so no, funky. man, it is a great that's a vibe. Oh, it's a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank that's you. That's uh that, that's real tough navigating all this stuff and trying to do weddings. But like one of one of my best girlfriends, she was, mm-hmm. you know, one of those that like t- she was supposed to get married in May 2020. And I can't 
I think we ended up doing it not too long after that. I want to say in August, but she like the guest list got dramatically reduced and it was outside at a winery. And it turned out to be more of the wedding she wanted in the first place than how it had gotten out of hand and right. huge and not even in a town where she wanted to do it. But it's just like where her mom was like, we're going to do it here. And, you know, it really turned out gorgeous and I just t- the way she wanted it. Yeah, I tell all my friends that, I mean, I'm like one of the last people to get married in my friend group, um, which is like, you know, it doesn't mean anything. But a lot of my friends who aren't married, I only have a few left. I'm like, just go to town hall. You know, I mean, weddings are great, but they're so stressful. And you might as well just save yourself the the, the worry. Oh, just gosh. Go to town hall. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. And it's so, um, it just seems so important at the time. And then somehow, and I'm pretty headstrong and I'm pretty... Um, like, I don't hold back about like, oh, mom wants to do this or the in-laws. Want, and I'm like, okay, I guess I'll, like, I'm just not really like that. But, Me too. but, but I did find myself at times during, and we had a very small wedding and it was, you know, it was like 14 years ago. It was like 30 of us. And, oh, that's nice. and, you know, my parents were really cool and kind of went with the flow of things, but his family were not happy with any of our choices, not a Catholic wedding, not in a Catholic church. We didn't invite the whole damn family. And you do find yourself like trying to accommodate these people, but it's for for everyone else. It's not for you. You Mm -hmm. I I swear to baby Brittany that I would, (laughs) I would absolutely do a a town hall, like civil weddings. If I, if I had to redo it, I wonder what her wedding is going to be like. I know. I know. Is she going to do like, I mean, her circle's pretty small, so I can't imagine yeah. she's going to have a huge I wedding. I know, with her family. I hope she will. I really will hope that she wears a mini dress. That's all yes. I have for her. Um, <laughs> yes. She will absolutely. If she doesn't have it as wedding dress A, it will be, I mean, because right. all, like her, yeah. what, remember to, when she married Kevin, she had, she busted out a party dress oh, after the ceremony. That was, I loved that. And then she wore it to like the divorce court or something. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think she'll do like a dance number for their first dance? <laughs> I, I don't know. Whatever she does. I mean, if I, I were her, I would. I would too. I'm here for it. And I hope she does some sort of weird Instagram post about it because I, I love oh, yeah. it. I'm, yeah. I'm excited for that. to be a fly on the wall, Brittany. <laughs> okay. So Katie, tell us, when, when did this all start for you? Was it, it was during pandemic times. You're reselling. Yeah. So I um, originally worked in retail. I worked for All Saints and the Couples, all these contemporary oh. brands for years and years. And I think it was because I always loved fashion, but I just never took it that seriously. You know, I used to do model casting. Um, and I saw that was when I was really young. You know, I was an intern. I was working for free at a showroom and then I would model cast. I worked for free for a week for this um, casting director. And I said, just give me a week uh, job for free and see what happens. And after the week, she hired me. And so I was doing that and I loved it. However, it was just so intense. The people in New York City, I'm I'm from Long Island, so I'm, I'm a New Yorker at heart. And even me, even I'm like, my my grandparents are from Brooklyn. I'm a very long, on both sides, New Yorker. But the people in fashion are just, you know, not for me, right? Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it was great. So I was like, let me do something a little less intense. So I started in retail, retail management and sales and all that. And that was great, but I just couldn't do the hours. The retail hours are hard, you know, and it messes up your whole social schedule. I could never see my family. I could never even, you know, see my, my now husband and fiance, like, so it was fine. And I wanted to get into the nine to five grind. So I started a job right before the, well, I guess like a year before the pandemic in wholesale fashion. And then the pandemic hit 
And we were living in Brooklyn, not in this apartment, but we wanted to, um, you know, stay home and work safely from home as one does. And the company I was working for asked us to come back a month after the pandemic because they were coded for wholesale and wholesale at the time was allowed to go back to the op to the office, even though we were an office, not a warehouse. So at the time we were living with my in-laws in Maryland um, just for a few weeks because, you know, we were working from home. And they asked us to come back to New York City, come back to the office. And I made a very hard decision. I said no. And I quit. And I didn't were, have a job lined you, up. Were you the, how, how, I don't know if you want to say, but how many people were did the same thing as you from your office and did not return? Were you the, were you the um, well, Lone Ranger? Actually, not a lot because they, they did like a 150-person layoff like uh, two weeks after the pandemic hit. Wow. So everyone was scared for their positions. And yeah. um, so that was even more of a crazy thing that I did that I quit instead of being laid off. Or, right. And, you know, obviously that's a, a huge privilege. But to be honest, like I am so good with money. Like I've always saved up my money. I save every penny. I'm just so thrifty. My dad always taught me that. And he's always taught me, you know, if you don't have money or if you don't have a job, you just go scrub the toilets at McDonald's. You'll do anything. Right. So I wasn't worried. I'm always somebody who can, <laughs> you know, make the money. So I quit. And about a week later, I Googled, you know, how to make money from home safely during the pandemic. And I literally found Mogi Beth. And literally since then, I was completely hooked. I made a Poshmark. I made all the accounts. Um, and the next day I went thrifting. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like right in the middle. Of, I mean, you know, I was going to the thrift store with a mask on and I was trying to do it safely and going to the bins, et cetera. And yeah. And then ever since then, I never looked back. Anyway, yeah, but so Mogi Beth, gotcha. she, um, gotcha. I, I saw her use the video and I was like, this this woman was just so articulate and she was giving so much useful information and I was just hooked by it. I mean, I've always loved thrifting. It's been like my favorite thing to do because again, you know, I've always loved fashion and clothes, but nobody in my family, none of my friends, nobody I really know is really into it. It was just this thing I had for myself. I've always gone thrifting in high school and just would go for hours and would never even buy anything. I just love to look at these old, you know, pieces of clothing that were made so differently and so well back then. And I just saw, you know, we didn't have that. We don't have that in stores. So yeah, it was just the perfect match for me. So your first, um, once you decided, okay, I'm doing this, and you went thrifting that first time, that you were in Maryland. Yes, yeah, so I was in Maryland in a little town called Annapolis. It's a pretty small town, like right mm -hmm. on the water. And so cute, very yeah, quaint little town. A, oh, it's a beautiful town. I, I loved it there. And um, I went to a, like the most local thrift store a few minutes away. I remember I was like, I'll spend whatever I have in my wallet, which is cash. And I never have cash on me. So it was $7. So I'm like, okay. And they were having a sale, which I genuinely didn't even know that Goodwills had sales. You know, I hadn't been thrifting in so long and I was just looking through things and it was so fun. And I just loved it. I spent $7. I already posted it. I mean, it was the worst photos. I think I took a, the pictures <laughs> on top of my car. I just put, I literally put a pair of shoes on top of my Jeep Cherokee and I took a picture and, and those were like, it was a pair of Zara boots. And I think I got them for like $2.99 and then I just sold them the next day and I was completely hooked. And that was like, I never looked back. I was so excited and I just loved it. And I kept watching YouTube videos and learning. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so you're doing this out of your 
now in-laws house for quite some time then. So they have a um, an investment property right next to their house in Maryland. It's a tiny little cottage, like literally it's like three rooms. And um, so we were living in there and I was doing it out of the, the smallest room. I'll send you guys a picture. Like you would be, it's like you could turn around and hit the wall. It was tiny and there was no room. There was a bed even. And I'm like, okay. So I was doing it out of there and we lived there for the next, um, you know, I guess it, it was like a year. It was only supposed to be a few weeks, but the pandemic, you know, continued strong. And we lived there for two years. And then we just moved back to Brooklyn, um, I would say, in like last summer. So now so, I'm doing it from New York. Okay. So let's, so your first, you started making, so for, okay, let's, what is the thrifting like in Annapolis? Were you going into Montgomery County at all? Cause we just interviewed somebody in Bethesda two days ago oh. and she was like, man, we got some, we got a good thrifting situation here yeah. in Montgomery County. So listener, Annapolis is about an hour, hour ish, maybe less away from the DC mm-hmm. area. I mean, it definitely is, you know, I don't know if it's quite, is it a part considered part of that like tri-state, you know, I, yeah. I mean, it's Maryland. So yes. yeah, it's an hour away. And um, I mean, John and I used to go down there into Annapolis to go eat crabs during crab Mm. season on the water because it is crabs. It's so good. Lacey, we took y'all there. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so what is, would you venture outside of Annapolis? Were you, what is the, what is the thrifting scene in Annapolis? Well, because, you know, coming from like being a New Yorker, I hadn't had a car. Um, So we actually bought my dad's car because we're like, if we're living in the suburbs, we're going to need a car. So we bought a car from my dad and because he was trying to sell it anyway. We had a car and I would just go everywhere. I mean, I would drive to Pennsylvania. I would drive to Baltimore. I would literally drive everywhere. And I would just, because I don't know the area that well. I'm from Long Island. I didn't, I don't really yeah. know Maryland. So I'd, I'd just ask anybody I can. I would talk to my husband's mom. Be like, where's the nicest town around here? You know, where should I go? And so I would drive everywhere. Like my favorite places to go, honestly, were near Baltimore, actually. Ah. I think people have, you know, just like more unique style. In Annapolis, the thrifting, to be honest, I at the time I thought it was good, but looking looking back, I'm like, it wasn't it wasn't that great. I went there <laughs> recently. We went down for Mother's Day and I did go thrifting because I had a few hours just of free time. And I was like, Oh, okay, I'm you know, this is compared to New York, it's it's not that great, but it was fine yeah. for the time. Did you ever go into Potomac? Potomac area. Yes, I, I, I have. I would there never are some know where I was. Very some money around there. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a very wealthy area. I didn't know where I was, but I would drive there. Just put it into Google Maps, head on <laughs> over, and be like, "Okay, where am I going through?" <laughs> I never knew where I was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh we no, got. We lose you. Oh, there it is. There it is. Listener, we're getting just a little bit of a, a lag here, but it's fine. We'll we'll. Power the tubes are all tied up in the interwebs. Yeah, the internet tubes are clogged. They're a little <laughs> clogged today. All right. So, how was your business growing? Let we'll we'll stay on the Maryland for just a few more minutes. I want to hear like how did how was your business growth during this time while you were in uh, Mar- in Annapolis? So, actually, my goal, kind of, I guess, yeah, the, my first goal was really to try to match my salary from my last job, and that was like, let me do whatever I can to get there. And if it was to get, you know, to do odd jobs on the side of Poshmark, then I would have done that. And I did do that a little bit. I didn't make that much money, but I tried to do anything I could. But for Poshmark, I think my growth was great at first. And I would go to the bins. I would go to the bins in Pennsylvania um, and I would go to the local Goodwill. 
Um, and now I was buying a lot of, I was only doing low cog, um, you know, mostly I could find like LL Bean boots <laughs> and I would find Prana and I would find free people, um, cause they were lower priced there for some reason. And, you know, I wouldn't say bread and butter brands, but a little bit more elevated. Mm-hmm. So it was great. And then I kind of lost a little bit of momentum, honestly, because the bins are so far for the, for me, it was three hours. I know a lot of people struggle Ooh. for that. It's tough. And so yeah. three hours, like, you know, it's three hours there and back is like crazy. So, so, you know, then it slowed down. I kind of got lost in the low cog thing because I think I didn't realize at the time that wasn't really the best thing for me um, because I would get home, I'd have 50 pieces or I'd have 150 pieces and I have to clean them and steam them. And you know, I, I, I mend some stuff too. So it takes yeah. a long time. And so the growth, the growth kind of was slow or the growth was fast at first and then it slowed down. Um, and then once I moved to New York, um, in the last year, it's been like, my growth has just gone up. I've already surpassed my last year's, um, sales goal by so like more than double. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So I think, um, and again, I do want to preface this by saying, you know, not everybody has access to some of the inventory I have in New York. However, I do a lot of things to kind of buy smarter and not, you know, buy more what I was doing, like what I was doing before. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So in the last year is really when my business started, honestly, I was doing it for a year and a half before then. And it was, you know, not where it should have been. So listener, this is where we're getting into the good juicy stuff mm-hmm. that that really hooked me in when Katie sent me a message. She's about to blow our minds. Get ready. <laughs> Get ready for what she is about to tell you. So Ben's in New York, right? So then we moved to New York and um, I was getting married. So again, it was like I was being, you know, sort of a, I wouldn't say lazy, but, you know, I had a lot, I had a lot going on. We went into a new apartment um, and we were getting married at destination wedding. It was so much going on with the pandemic. It was not great. Right. So then I got married and then I got home and a week later, I just was unhappy with my sales numbers. I mean, they were like non-existent because I wasn't taking it seriously. And I I said to myself one day, I said, I cannot give up on this. Like, this is what I love to do. It's all reliant on me. And I was like, I have to take a gamble on myself and I can't just give up because, you know, I do struggle with ADD and I have, you know, anxiety and you know, I have a therapist and I'm on medication. However, it is sometimes tough for me with ADD to really be my own boss. But what mm-hmm. I did was I sat down for two weeks and I did like, I basically put myself through reselling school again. And I did all the research. I would listen to every business of fashion, every reseller, everything on the internet I could find, Reddit forums. And I just did so much research, just everything I could. And then I really, really started to ramp the business up. So what I would do is I took all my inventory that I had from Maryland and it was all cheap bins, you know, everything was 50 cents a piece because in Maryland it was a lot cheaper at the bins. And I found that I was like, I need to get rid of this stale inventory. It's way too much. I can't fit in my New York city apartment. I'm going to sell it. I can't sit on this anymore. I was sitting for six months to a year. So I went to a buy, sell trade store and they bought pretty much everything. And this is why I think they bought it is because everything I was buying back then was all 90s Y2K style, right? And we all know that's so in right now, mm-hmm. but they were inexpensive and I was getting them for so cheap. So I costed my inventory at $90 and it was a lot of pieces. They bought a lot from me um, and the, the buy, sell trade stores around me, they want that Y2K. So... 
And, you know, for some reason I couldn't sell it on Poshmark, which was kind of sad about because I was like, well, this is such cool stuff. Why doesn't anybody want it? (laughs) So they bought all of it and they loved me. And I kind of made a connection, not a connection, but I told the manager, I said, hey, listen, like I have a lot of inventory. Um, (laughs) And if you ever, you know, need inventory, because some of the stores in Brooklyn, they they, like are kind of desperate sometimes because they sell very quickly. And I said, just reach out to me. And he's like, well, we have a consigner here that someone will pick up your inventory and bring it to the store. I was nice. like, great. So I kind they'll of like, they'll come to your place and pick it up. That's great. So he did offer that. However, I will preface, I do not do that because I actually really enjoy going there because mm-hmm. what I do is like, I make friends with them and I talk to everyone in the store and they're all like the coolest, just like creative Brooklyn artists, people that work at these stores. And I enjoy being around them. So I, I like to take it in myself. I take my car I put all the bags in, I lug everything around. And yeah, so I did that. I started doing that a few months ago and it was great. And what I got from that first $90 basically investment from the bins turned out to be an $1,800 worth of inventory. <laughs> That's insane. All right. We got, we got to pause on that for a minute because that is unreal. That's the hook right there, folks. Yep. She turned $90 into $1,000. And now that would have been um, cash. I could have taken the cash, but I took the store credit. Smart. Love it. Because it would have been a lot less in cash. And, you know, I need inventory. I'm investing back into my business. And I said, I'll take the credit. I mean, when they told you that total, what did you say? What was your reaction? So, no, that was, so it was over a few times. The first, um, the first time I, they took a a few and then I went to another one. So there's about, there's like four Buffalo exchanges. There's two crossroads, a few beacons closet. So over the course of like a few, like three weeks, I kept taking more and more in, but the total investment was only 90. And so at the end of these three weeks, I totaled up my store credit cards. It was 1800. And it was amazing because you know, like there was one time I got $700 in store credit. I'm just like, this is amazing business model for a reseller yeah. stale inventory because obviously, and again, I'm sorry, I keep prefacing this, but if you don't have, you know, access to that, I do highly recommend, um, you know, maybe you can do that with the real, real, you can send in your sales stuff to the real, real, or you can send stuff into another Buffalo exchange or any buy, sell trade store, because they're looking for different things and it's a mutual partnership. They need those trendy items and they can sell them quicker and we can as Poshmark eBay sellers. Um, so it was amazing. And I was like, this is a really good thing to do. This is a really great idea. <laughs> yeah. This, it's so, so awesome. Good. I know, um, you know, a couple of the the women that I follow on Instagram, they go to the bins to source yes. for, for the mm-hmm. buy sell trades and they're like Mogi Beth does it all the time. Yeah. Like it's such a smart business model. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting because I def I get all my ideas from all the resellers. I mean, I love I love this community. I find it to be like the coolest group of women that yeah. are just sharing their information, like you guys and Mogi Beth and all these women. And I see that you know. Wait, wait, wait! Can we just stop for a second? She she just um she just put us in the same sentence as Mogi Beth. So uh, well, it's true we, though. I mean, can we? There just... are not a lot of resellers that can you know give the information so eloquently, like sometimes, you know, I feel like I have a wealth of knowledge, but I could never be able to help someone else do it. You know what I mean? It's all about your, what your output is. You're doing it right now, Katie. You're helping people, right? You are. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. You're, you're doing a pretty damn good job. I agree. It's very, it's very recently that I've become this like 
trying to be an expert, I guess you'll say. But um, but coming yeah, soon, great. a YouTube channel by Katie. Look me on the lookout. I think I'm so private. I'm so shy. Like I, I can't. We are also very, very, <laughs> oh, very yeah. private and shy. Yes, but you're great at the podcast, though. <laughs> we are not. We're loud. We're, we're, yeah. we're we, you know, we're some weird combination of like extrovert introverts. Like we like, yes. we like being around people and stuff, but it's like, and I've had enough. I'm going back home to watch my stories. Right. In the same way. <laughs> I have so many friends and I love being out, but there's a part of me where I could just go thrifting for six days by myself and not yeah. talk to anybody. <laughs> just yep. give me my headphones and my true crime. Give me a comfy sweats outfit. Oh, the true crime. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, so addicted. I, I've had to like shut my brain off towards it lately because the world is so dark. Yes. And I'm like, I can't keep listening to all this true crime because it's like giving me anxiety. I Dude, had to slap too. That's when I go to Conan. That's when I go yes, listen I to Conan. I fall back Conan on Conan O'Brien. Because yep. I, I And dare, Smartless. I, oh yeah. I dare you to listen to either of those two and not laugh and your not freaking laugh. buns yeah. off. I love Conan. <laughs> I know. It's, it's dark. It's a dark time. And then the the true crime, it doesn't really mix in well with this time. So no, I, no. but I usually love all true crime podcasts and everything. So. Okay. Same. So I'm sorry. I super interrupted you. Here we go. We're <laughs> going back. In. Everybody hold on. <clears throat> clearing space, clearing space, going back in. She just got $1,800 of yes. credit at several different buy, sell trades. So, uh, what I did was I, basically got the credit and immediately, even when I would, I would bring stuff in to sell, I would be shopping because I knew I would get a credit. And so I'd be there and, you know, they take a while because a lot of times they'd be busy and there's a lot of people selling. So I'd walk around the store and, you know, as we do, we comp and we look and being in this area in Brooklyn, it's just people are working in fashion or they're working in all these, you know, client facing jobs that they need to be addressed to the nines. And so they have really nice stuff. And some of the things I found, I mean, it's insane. I mean, I'm getting Ula Johnson with tags and, you know, Christy Dawn, all these things that I was never had access to before. Um, and I don't wear these things. I just want, like, I wear thrift store clothes. I'm wearing a vintage Yamaha t-shirt. I don't, that's like not me. <laughs> I love like just weird stuff. I'll buy, like, I bought like Balenciaga sneakers for a hundred dollars. Like I'm just a weirdo. I don't love these like nice things. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn about them. I really yeah. did have to do a lot of research. And I, again, like Same. there's another Instagram. Do you guys know, um, thread level midnight thread level 12? No, but I love it. Okay. But so I'm about to good Lord. Who came up with this? She's amazing. You should have her on. She has, I just found her like last month and I bug her all the time. I don't, I'm like, she probably hates me, but I'm always like, Hey, and like, she's just so cool. She is also someone who I've gotten a lot of information from and she's helped my business so much just by watching her YouTube videos where oh, basically. Man. What is it? Threat? Threat? So her name, her, it's Thread. Oh, sorry. On Instagram, it's Thread Level Midnight LLC. Got her, Got her following. So good. so good. She's blonde, right? Long blonde? Yes, Allison. Okay. She's yep. amazing. Yep. And she does so many like creative things where similar to you guys, she thinks she's like, I messaged her and I was like, I just want you to know, like I'll always message any reseller who's helped me. And I'm sure they get it all the time. But I was like, Hey, I want you to know that I, I watched some of your YouTube videos and I learned so much. I just want to thank you like for putting that content out there. But she kind of was the one to give me, not give me the idea. I already knew this, but really just drill it in to be like, you should be selling to buy, sell trade stores. Some of your sale inventory. Um, and another thing that I have, I have been doing is I have clients, so I don't do consignment, but I have clients that I buy outright from. 
And I also upload a post on the Nextdoor app and I post um, like a wanted ad basically for free clothes or for people who want to just donate their clothes to me. And I will take some of that to the buy, sell, trade store too. Um, And I got that idea from Allison from Threadbubble Midnight. So it's a great great idea. Yeah. It was, I mean, one time the other day, uh, someone gave me a bunch of stuff and, you know, none of it was great. It was like old Navy. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll just donate it. But then I got another bag a few days later and the girl had, um, you know, I sent it to the real real. And she, I literally, I offered to pay. She's like, no, no, no. I have so much stuff. Please just take it. I don't want to. Jeez. Like, it was and like, that, um, that was from your, that was from a next door ad? Yeah, it was, Um, I think it was, I, I'll send you, it was like a Proenza t- um, top from like three years ago. It was beautiful. I sent it to the real real. I made like a hundred bucks on it. Jeez. Um, I'm trying to see, I'll, I'll look it up. But tell, yeah, us, so. tell us what you say in your next door ad. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, I'll be, I'm very, um, what's it called? Like transparent, honest. Yeah. Transparent. I just say, hi, you know, a clothing reseller. Um, if, if you have clothes that you love to donate to me, you know, feel free. I'll pick them up from you. I can donate them because I also will take stuff that people don't know where to donate it to. Like people throw clothes at all my friends or people I know. They're like, I just threw the stuff out. I wish I gave it to you. I'm like, Oh my God, please don't do that. That's yeah. so horrible. <laughs> I know. And in New York City, like nobody has a car. Nobody, you don't want to lug your stuff around. You have to take an Uber. Right. It's so expensive. And so I'm like, I'm kind of providing like a service. I'll take all your stuff and I'll look through it. I'll sell some of it and I'll donate the rest. There's, you know, there's places where you can donate to women's charities for, you know, they need corporate clothes and stuff like that. So I, I just, I love to basically take their stuff and sort it out and see, see what I could do with it. Um, so in the post, I just write, I'm a clothing reseller. Um, if you want to donate your clothes or, you know, we can happy, I can be happy to, you know, buy them from you too. If you have higher priced items, um, feel free to reach out to me, DM me. And yeah, I just get a lot of, a lot of DMs from people in the neighborhood. I like to be honest about it. Don't like, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like people, if you're like, you know, just saying drop your clothes off. But I know a lot of other resellers do that too, or people will drop stuff off on their doorstep if you live Mm -hmm. in the neighborhood. So yeah. I've done that. I got, um, and not a ton of stuff, but, um, just talking on my Instagram, my like person, I don't know if it's personal, but my, like my local Charlottesville Instagram account, um, talking about what I do. And I've had a couple people reach out wanting to consign with me. And then I, um, and most of the stuff, like I'm not, I'm not consigning mall brands. Like that's not happening. Like I'm doing mid-tier luxury designer. Like that's what I'm taking in terms of consignment. Um, but I did, but I'll also take specialty items. Like I just had a woman, um, reach out and she, had a pandemic wedding and her husband owns a consignment shop here in town. And so she had three, four, di- four different wedding. Oh, great. Lawnmower. John just started a lawnmower. Can y'all hear that? <laughs> no. Okay, good. My sound booth is working. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Can't hear anything. Um, she had four different wedding dresses and she, I mean, none of them are like super high end, super expensive, but they're still really gorgeous, elegant, three different pieces. One's a Bagley Mitchka. One was a, um, Oh God, what was the other one? There was one that was a brand I didn't know. And the one was another known brand. Oh, Oh, I don't even know how to say it. Le, no, it's like La got La Alga. Oh, Lazance, L- no. Yes. Yes. Lazance, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, I got three wedding gowns from her that all great brands. Like, yeah, so, I mean, you never know, like never just talking know. about, and I, I was thinking about getting on there again, cause I've been doing like designer bags and 
they're not my crowd of people that carry around these, you know, thousand dollar bets. That's just not okay. who I, that's just not the, they're, they're great. I have, I, I get it. If you have the money and you like that stuff and you want, that's amazing. I, I, I'm just saying the type of people I'm friends with don't, that sounds like I'm really throwing shade. Really not trying to. <laughs> no, I, I, I just like that too. That luxury I, world is different from what we do, honestly. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but I want to get on there because I know that there's women on that Instagram because I've like kind of cultivated this Instagram account of like mm-hmm. local moms and it's all about like service to our community. And mm-hmm. so I know that there's women on there that do have designer items. I know there is. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I was thinking, I was like, I need to get on there and just mm-hmm. kind of not talk about it every day because that's not the purpose of that particular account. Mm-hmm. But I do need to say like, hey, I'm really getting into designer. If you have designer items, I am that you're not using, I'm happy to consign those it's, for you. Yeah, it's all about connecting. Seriously, like the more connections I've made, the more that we all can help each other. Like, and it's, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, you know, I'm scared. I don't want to ask, but they want to sell their items too. I mean, it's a mutual connection. Like it's all about just, we're all just trading. We're all swapping clothes and luxury goods. So yeah, that'd be a great, you should definitely post on there. And like, I don't think anybody would be upset about, you know what I mean? No, 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 no. Great. No, because they all, I mean, I do say I am a reseller on there. They know it that, you know, I randomly like will talk about my podcast. Like today I was saying like, man, I got to go change my mind shift. Like I I have this really great podcast interview lined up today. I've got to get out of this funk. Like, so they all know, like I bring it up here and there. So I I do need to like, and make a call to action. Right. Exactly. But another thing is, um, what I forgot to mention is with the donations that I get, I actually, and I'm sure everyone has, well, maybe, I don't know if everyone has a savers near them. We don't. Oh, okay. What's that? It's, um, it's just a thrift. It's like a goodwill, same thing. But what I love to do is I'll also take the stuff that I can't sell. Um, and I will bring it to savers and they give you like a a 20% off discount. So I, that's another incentive that I put in my post and I'm like, you know, some of this, and I will be honest, I'll say, you know, if I'm, if I am selling one of your items, I'll let you know. And then I also donate the rest and I get a discount at the thrift store so I can buy more inventory. So I think there are other chains like Value Village does that too. There was Value Village in the DC area and there probably is a savers it towards I, I bet, I bet, Lacey, if we looked, there probably is a savers within like an hour or an hour and a half of yeah, us. Yeah, I'll look and see maybe when I head up to Fredericksburg, see if there's somewhere around there. They're yeah. good. I highly recommend going. Yeah. yeah. There's, um, uh, I just saw yesterday, ThreadUp, if you donate clothes to ThreadUp via one of the charities that they sponsor or support, um, they'll give you a hundred credits, like a hundred points towards like, you know, their online credit. Uh, so I'm going to do that with like a bunch of like random stuff I have laying around that's not inventory worthy, you know, yeah. my personal closet. So I was like, oh, that would be good to like just start yeah. stocking up like credits yes. through that. I heard about yeah. this too. I think the girl I mentioned earlier, Thread Level, she, Allison, <laughs> I call people by their Poshmark names. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm like, but she, I think she does that. And then you can get credits like reformation and stuff. So right. anybody listening, like I highly recommend that. I just haven't had the time, but I definitely want to, that's my next venture because I have so much to send into Thread Up, but yeah, that's a great and idea. And you get points to do. You, so I've never sent stuff into Thread Up. Do you get points for sending your stuff in or because I get points when I source on Thread Up? I don't so, think you get points for really? sending your stuff in. And so I've definitely used points. I've acquired sourcing things from right. Thread Up to buy other stuff, to source I other think you stuff. You a gift card, right? Um, no, well, I mean, not, I, not like anything physical, but it's just like stored in your account. I haven't done it in like oh, a no, you know what? for when you. So when you send stuff in, there's this thing where they'll give you like a gift certificate to reformation. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I haven't done and that. I think I it's like I think it's like fifty credits worth. Of, oh, it's credits. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's, it's not half like the it, amount that you get versus donating, just straight donating oh. via a charity. They give you more points for that, which I think is pretty awesome. Yeah. Because you know they're wanting the charity. Right. I think that's I really to look cool. Into that. When that's we're done here today, I'm going to go shower, and I got a bag sitting right outside this studio that I'm taking uh-huh. over to the buy sell trade. But keep in mind, our buy sell trade. You're going to find Gloria Vanderbilt on the racks there. And <laughs> okay. <Abby. laughs> well, mine too sometimes, to be honest with you, because a lot oh. of like, I, you know, I live in Hipsterville, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And so they love that stuff. Like they don't, they're like, oh, cool, vintage Gloria Vanderbilt, you know? <laughs> Like, I mean, oh she's God. a New Yorker. So. No, seriously. When we, when sometimes like I'll, I'll bring, this is, I'm sure everyone can relate to this, but when you go sourcing and comping and you just are standing there, I get so nervous that someone's watching me, even though no one is looking at me at <laughs> oh my all. God. No one's looking. And I'm always like looking around being like, like you trying to go to some me, corner like, no where one cares. Yeah, no one, like literally no one cares. But There's I, no like, one cares. When, whenever I go to Plato's, I'm always like, they're, they're, like, they're I think I'm doing me. something scandalous. It's like, <laughs> not, I'm, not, I'm buying. I'm not doing anything. But so I'll, I'll go into the fitting room and I see some other, what other people are, are trying it on. And I'm like, those Gloria Vanderbilt jeans. Like, I'm like, okay, I'll take the Ula Johnson top. Thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like we're paying the same amount of money as any shopper in there. Like there's no reason in the world that we should feel like we're, but I swear so many times I've gone sourcing in the buy, sell trade. And I swear one of the employees comes over and they're like, yep. Doing the racks like next to I'm like, why? So I think why? I feel that way too. And what I've heard is that they do that to everybody. And what I've actually heard, I'm sure you've had people on your podcast talk about this too, but to just be very honest with like the people that work there. Um, like just be straight up about it because they don't care. Like it's not, I think people are like, oh, reseller is a dirty word, especially if you're in a buy, sell, trade store, but they don't care. I actually think it's like, that's good. Like the manager the other day was like, no, I love having regular people like you to sell to me because, you know, I just get good stuff where yeah. rather than like he gets a lot of people who want a lot for their items. And I'm like, I know what the value is. So I never haggle it. Whatever they give me, I say, absolutely great. I never. Yeah. yeah. So I think if you're just honest with them and just kind of, you don't have to like, you know, yell it from the rooftops, but just say, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm a reseller. I have a lot of inventory and they're going to like that because they want you to come in a lot because they need stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So have you, how much of your, um, buy, sell, trade credit have you used? How much yeah. do you have left? So yesterday I spent the last of the 1800. Um, I've flipped over like 65% of it already. Um, and the craziest thing is, and I'm, again, I'm coming from someone who is a bin shopper. Like I was a low cost seller. I was selling, profiting $20 at most every item. Right. And the crazy thing now is like, I'm just getting people that are buying them sh- my items, some of the items, not everything, but some of them straight out. I'm not even getting offers. And I don't that's know if incredible. that's because that crowd of people is used to spending that much or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. But, so it's just a different world now. But yeah, so I've... I've you have... I looked through your closet. It is cool. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's so bare. I have 179 listings. I used to always have 600 or more. I have 179 wow. and I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. I mean, yeah. obviously that's very low, but the items are each you know, basically 20 times more than what I, each item before. So it's okay. And I'm, I'm yeah. okay with that. And it's, it's a lot less work. I, I come home. Sometimes I don't even need to steam it. I yeah. hang it up. I photograph it and I list it. And so it's just a lot less work and I can 
just maximize my time. Whereas before, I mean, I was up till, you know, we, we all know we're up yeah. washing at 10 o'clock at night. I'm listing. I'm so done with that. I'm so done of like, I have a bunch of Jomar, a bunch. I have like four Jomar boxes that I'm slowly finally starting to get to. And a lot of them need a lot of processing. I'm like, I'm just not doing this anymore. Yeah. Like I'm getting through this mm-hmm. stuff. I'm not, obviously I'm going to, you know, list what I have, but I'm just so done with spending so much time processing. It's just, it's like, it's our biggest resource, our, mm-hmm. our time. Our time. And it's also when you're, I, I do recommend, it's like when you are a newer reseller, I'm not saying you need to put in the work. I'm not saying that, but it is good to do that because you're learning the fabric types and you're learning, mm-hmm. you're looking Absolutely. at the tag, you're learning how to get stains out. Like you guys had a stain busters episode. It's so important to really just know your inventory. Like I listened to a podcast the other day with this woman who does luxury consignment. She's an expert. And she was saying her biggest tips and her number one tip was know your inventory. And I used to sell things. I'd be like, I don't even know what this brand is. I have no, I don't know. I literally don't know what this is. <laughs> I would just sell it. I'd comp it and be like, here you go. And that was not good because I didn't know the fabric content or I would get a bad rating or whatever it is. And that was her biggest thing is know your inventory and just get to know it. And as a new reseller, I think it's good to, you know, get, go to the bins, wash all your clothes, look at your items, see yeah. how it steams. Are you going to ruin it by steaming it? What is the, you know, everything. And how many did it sell in the last month? And, you know, well, why... also learning, learning the names for things like the necklines exactly. and the sleeves mm-hmm. and the, and the, the dress on. type. And exactly. Like, and I like, think right. I would not have learned all of that if I'd started like what, with where, how I'm doing stuff now. Same. Like right. I learned all of that from mm-hmm. just doing all that. You're absolutely right. All, doing all that d- dirty, dirty work, that grunt work. Right. I think and now, you know, as you, you kind of, it's like you graduate. It's like, now I don't really want to do that anymore because I have kind of built up uh, my inventory and my knowledge to not have to do mm-hmm. that anymore because it's a grind. I mean, it's a lot of work. I don't think what you said this actually on your podcast the other day, you were like, people don't realize how much it takes to get a listing up. Right. And it's a lot of work. So, you know, the, the, the higher price ASP sales model, it's working out for me now. Hopefully it'll stay this way, but I'm, I'm happy about it. It's cool. Like I'm also selling um, something else I want to mention is that I'm selling items that are not necessarily, you won't find them comped, right? They'll be like five to 20 comps. Mm-hmm. So brands that are, I'm finding um, in the buy, sell trades. And actually there, I do have a honeypot. I do have a Goodwill that has amazing stuff too. And I, so I am buying that too. However, some of the brands I'm finding, like there, it's not a brand that we all know. It's not Ula Johnson. Like for example, I found this slip dress called The Bar. It's a brand called The Bar. And it's a new brand. It's, a hot, it's like a hot Instagram brand, but it sells for a lot of money. I just sold it for $250. And there was maybe three comps on it on Instagram and it sold in two weeks. Like, So that's something else that I, I feel like is really not tapped in this industry. Like where, yes, comping, you have to do it. But there's other brands that things sell out of. Like, for example, the brand Rat and Boa. If you find that or if you can source it online, it'll sell out in a few days, but there's not a lot of comps on it. But it's because it's sold out in the brand and all these girls want it. So that's another thing that I, I would say. Like I have a list of brands. I can I'll obviously send it to you guys, but um That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. DM, 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 DM. I will. <laughs> like I'll I'll t- I'll, so I'll say it for the listener, but for example, like you know the brand Sleeper? No. Mm-hmm. Again, I so sleeper is like highly wanted. If you go on the real reel, you'll find them. They're linen dresses. They're great for girls getting married because they'll put them on their bridesmaids. They're very expensive. 
I found two of the dresses. They were not a lot of comps on Poshmark. I sold them in like two days, like one eighty nine each, right? Um, see New York, mm-hmm. Rebecca Valance mm-hmm. with Jean, um, Sonia Realization Par. I mean, there's so many so brands like that. Are these are these brands that you've learned from other resellers, or is this just like from your no, own this trial is, and error? Yeah, no, these are brands that I just am personally a fan of. No one, um, I'm sure every reseller knows about them, but I haven't learned them from other people. I just like love the style. And I also know that they only make limited runs of them and yeah. they go for over $150. So, you know, it's just when I look on, uh, when I find something like these smaller brands that are expensive, I look to see if it's sold out on the website or how much, you know, is it going for? Or when you, my biggest tip is when you go to one of these brands and it says like email when back in stock, like that is mm-hmm. a hot item. If the brand is saying we're going to email our customers when this comes back, it's like that yeah. is a wanted item. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just stuff like that, especially um, coming up to dress season, wedding season with wedding guests. I mean, I have so many dresses because I know every girl needs a dress, you know, to go to their yeah. weddings. Yeah. And um, Ashley Recloth always talks about that too, is she has gotten really good at learning the brands that are wanted, but not like the hot ticket brands that all the resellers are looking for. Because so the competition isn't as high trying to find these pieces. And she has really niched her closet down to that and has been wildly successful figuring that out. Absolutely. And of course, again, they're going to be harder to find depending on where you are possibly. But if you can find those brands, I mean, you're going to be the only one on Poshmark that has it and you have the upper hand there. You're going to have such a high demand for it. Like Mm -hmm. this dress, this brand was called Sonia and I found this dress new with tags. I didn't even comp it. I looked at it and I said, this is a beautiful dress. Silk mini dress. I'll send you guys a picture. had a seashell print and it was had a cutout. It was so trendy and it was beautiful. I got home I was like, oh, this is like a $300 dress. It's sold out on their website. There's one other comp for it on eBay and I sold it within hours. It was amazing. Wow. And I was like, this is so great. So yeah, that's another thing that I've been trying to do lately and it's been fun because you get like the coolest stuff that nobody else has. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, really so, cool. Trust me, I'll do bread and butter. I'm doing birdies. I'm selling um, beta brand. Like those are all, you know, yeah. my bread and butter. So yeah. So when's your next Benz trip? Are you going to the Benz anymore? I actually went doing yesterday that? and because I love the Benz. Like I'm not, you know. What again. is the, first, set the scene for us. What okay. is the Benz like in, in New York? Yeah, that's what so, I was wondering. I, okay, so first I'll start by saying that some of the brands I found at the Benz are so crazy. But again, I am a crazy person. I will stay for six hours. So just <laughs> put that, like I just love it and I am so thorough. I'm not one of those like sprint to the bin and look through them and go to the next, like I will go through every piece. And that's Same. why I find crazy things, I believe, because I'm a, people think I'm crazy, but it's fine. <laughs> You're just <laughs> patient. Patient. Exactly. So some of the brands I found, I found Golden Goose sneakers. I found um, the road, wow. a road dress, like the row dress, which is uh-huh. like retails for thousands of dollars. I found <sighs> Gucci. I found, oh, oh my God, my best find. I found a 1993 import, Ar- Armani, not Emporia, Ar- Armani wool coat. I thought it was men's. It just looked beautiful. I threw it in. It was huge. It was like this very long wool coat. So I get it home. I comp it. I'm like, okay, it's going for a little bit. I get it dry cleaned, right? Because I got it for a dollar. I sent it to the real real. They estimated it was a 1993 coat that was originally $6,000. And I got like two fifty for it. It sold quickly too. So that was really cool. But, um, but so I go to two bins actually. There's one in Queens. 
And that's the one where I find the crazy stuff. Um, but there, every single person is a reseller. They're lined up against the wall. Everybody <laughs> yeah, has I would imagine. A, I, I don't know if you guys see this, but they have a belt and there's a bag attached to their waist. And oh. people, like people have grabs up out of my hands. Like employees are constantly yelling at people because like, they're like, <laughs> like I got, yesterday I got like shoved and the woman that worked there yelled at the other woman who did. I, was, there. I was like, yeah, shove yeah. whatever. But she was like, don't shove her. She was there first. But it's so, it's very intense. Yeah. But I like it. I, I love it. I'm just like, we're, I know we're all resellers. They all talk to one another. I, everyone's comping there. It's very intense, but the stuff is really good. I will say, I mean, you, you got to get there before 8am to get a cart. Otherwise you can't get a cart. Like they will not oh allow gosh. you. You have to bring your own bag. And um, so that one's intense. It's very dark and it, it's, it's the dirtiest bins I have ever experienced. I will say that for some <laughs> Do you wear gloves? New York is disgusting, but it is just, I mean, I come out of there and everything <laughs> is covered in dust. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's, but so yeah, it's dingy. Um, and then I go to another one in New Jersey um, and that is a whole other ball game. It's a huge warehouse and it's, you know, you have to line up and it's a whole other thing, but I don't find as much great stuff there. Also, I have to pay $16 to get there because of the tolls. And I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. want to pay that. So, but yeah, so I go to two, mostly the one in Queens. How, what is the pricing at the Benz in Queens? So there are a lot. It's like two fifteen um, per pound, which, you know, it's a lot because I mostly like to buy shoes from the Benz. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, it gets to be a lot, but it's worth it sometimes. Our Benz shoes, so our Benz are is an hour away in Richmond, and it's um it's not by the pound for the shoes. Like the clothing is by the pound, uh-huh. the bags, shoes, belts, they all had the individual price. And I want to say, Lacey, aren't the shoes like three nineteen a piece? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. which which you know I guess isn't bad because no. like a lot of those are going to be more than a pound and the be- the pound pricing. What's the pound pricing, Lacey? One twenty five. I want to say it's one twenty five. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it probably averages out to be about the same as mm-hmm. one twenty-five a pound for a pair of shoes. But you know, I actually paid. But up- there's junk there. There's real bad. Oh, junk. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of junk where I am too. Like, trust me. I mean, people, you know, in New York are also wearing, you know, and and there's underwear, and you know what I mean. Oh but my like, God, I know it's oh, the underwear is the worst. I'm just oh. like. <laughs> Like socks. I'm just like, oh, geez. But I, what was it? Um, Mogi Bet the other day. I think it was her on Insta. She was like reaching for another spider. shoe in the bin and a spider crawled out of it. That you, wouldn't bother me. Bugs don't bother me. I'm like, whatever. But if you I had a rack, I mean, you would never go back to the bins if you were scared of spiders. Uh, oh, or, or or did you see that video that was making the rounds of, I don't know, probably a few months ago where somebody like had a rat that was in the bin no! <laughs> across the bin? All the resellers were like reposting it, so I don't know where it originated from. <laughs> Probably New York, because like, I, like yeah. I, mean, I went to a restaurant. There was a, a rat inside inside the restaurant. So oh I mean, God. that's pretty common. I remember here, but... I was at a, a Mexican restaurant in DC, and there was like the big rectangle lights in the ceiling, and you could see mice, oh. the silhouette of oh, mice in that. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> That Mexican food was so damn good. Those margaritas. Oh my god! The best place is bugs and rats. I mean, the the way they they. I mean, like you would receive your food in like a plastic basket with like paper. That was the, the that's how they gave you 
so good. And it was probably amazing. Yeah, that, those so are the best nice. kinds of places. I love that. Yeah. My, my dad and I always, and he always says, he's like, if there's no bugs, it means the food isn't good. So like, we love that. So <laughs> and, and the restaurant right next door was this amazing Italian restaurant. And it was like, people were lining up at the door at like four o'clock and it was like cash only, no substitutions on the menu. <laughs> Don't even think about asking us for anything that's not on the menu. We're going to kick your ass out of here. You're going to soup, Nazi? <laughs> Not so real. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, no Italian food for you. Get out of here. Come back one year. How dare, how dare you? Oh, no. All right. Well, before we go, do you have any last things you want to share? Trying to think. I mean, I do have another thing that hopefully you guys are, well, hopefully you don't know this already, but. Recently, I've done a lot of just being on Poshmark on my phone and looking for trends of what people are buying. And my thing that I've really noticed is that when you search for a brand, right? So you put it into the search bar, a Goldie, and you just see what the bubbles at the top, what Mm -hmm. the brand, what the styles are. And that's basically what people are searching for. And obviously, I'm sure everyone already knows this, but I didn't really know that. Um, because, oh, I didn't you know, know that for a long time. <laughs> so I didn't know that because I would buy brands. I would buy a Goldie or I'd buy Levi's, but I wasn't buying the right styles. And I'm like, the information is right here. It just says right. that's exactly what people are searching for. But that's my number yeah. one tip. If you are, I guess, a newer reseller, that you should definitely use that. Just yeah, absolutely. go on your phone, look at the bubbles at the top and see what it yeah. says. I do that for like just this morning. I was um, listing a Rebecca, uh, was it? No, it was a Bagley Mitchka um, structured purse. And so I just went in, I just wrote like bag, Bagley Mitchka purse and just to see what the bubbles were so I could like see which ones matched my purse mm-hmm. and use those as keywords, as style tags, because those, yeah, those ones, those are the top things people are searching, those little bubbles. I never yep. knew that. I can't believe I missed that piece of information. I mean, but... wait, there's so much to this, to, to this job. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like picking up these little things, you know, along the way is what is what's gonna you know do it for everybody you can't learn it all at once i know that's too much (laughs) it's too much you're you're you just pick it up where you can and your brain will start leaking so basically (laughs) what we're saying is we all three of us are just doing the lord's work right now just sharing this information (laughs) exactly the people exactly say all the time on this podcast you're welcome listener oh yeah (laughs) seriously are you kidding you guys have given me so much information and also it's like how do i repay everybody that's given me information that i've built a career on like i I support these i'm like please i feel that too (laughs) so many of the people that i've connected with on instagram i'm like come on my podcast you know you know promote yourself right Right. style i I am obsessed with her she is so a wealth of knowledge i'm like yeah you should be paying her Lacey, she said a wealth. It was a wealth. Know, Did you hear that? You're going to, Katie, you're going to love that when you, so this, your episode comes out in three weeks. The episode that comes out the day, the week before yours, you're going to love that you just said that. You're oh, like, callback. It's a callback. Cool. This is Future a, callback. Future callback from the past, but it's still oh in the future. I love that. So good. That's very meta. Man, just this whole podcast is really coming together nicely. I'm real proud of the work (laughs) all three of us are doing here, ladies. You really have to have Allison on. I'm going to message her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to message her. Hey, because I think that's hilarious. Like, who, who, oh, V, when I had on, like, I didn't know her. Like, she didn't know me. I didn't even, I had never even heard of her. She had never heard of me. 
hey, you want to be on the podcast? Hell sure. <laughs> I was like starstruck. I was like, oh, why? I told my husband. I was like, oh, my God. They said yes. Amazing. I mean, I've never done this before, but I'm just I, – I also get lonely. I love connecting to resellers. I will, yeah. just, I will DM girls, and I think they think I'm weird, but I'm like – I get lonely. I can't talk to anybody about it. Yeah, it's a I very don't, isolating I don't know anybody job. in New York that does it. Like I don't, yeah. I literally don't know one person. So yeah. Yeah. It, it is amazing. Like that. We love that about these interviews. Cause we're getting connect with people that understand this job because we don't know people that do this. And it's just, it is, it's a very isolating yeah. job. It you really guys is. are so lucky you have each other. That's so awesome. That's very true. Really I mean, Lacey's is. super lucky. She asked me, I'll tell you that Dan. <laughs> no, I really up. I don't have, I moved here during a pandemic. I don't have a single friend. Like I don't either, but no, I asked my sister to do it and she was like, no, I said, I'll pay you. She's younger than me. I was like, let me pay you, please. I will. I just need help at the bins. I need help. sort. I need help. You know, no, I'm not doing that. I was like, okay. (laughs) And you offered to pay her and she still said no. I'm like, I can't even afford to pay you, but I will. (laughs) So rude. It is true. I'm, I'm, I, I absolutely, first of all, would not have gotten started into this without Lacey. And then, you know, Lacey and I are each other's support systems through. So nice. Through not just reselling, through just the hellscape that is existence (laughs) on planet Earth. Well, I'll call you guys when I start having kids as I will need some some tips. We'll start a whole new podcast. (laughs) it's It's real gritty out here, folks. Listen you know, here's the perfect example of like what we're dealing with, like in current times, like trying to navigate, you know, I have a 10 year old and a seven year old trying to navigate conversations. Like I was, I, I actually posted about it in stories this morning on this account on Thrifter Sisters. Like we had, I was not going to send my kids off. They're smart enough. They're old enough. Kids are me talking without saying something. So, you know, last night I, I was like, I'd gotten out of the shower and I just sat down the side of the bathtub wrapped up in my towel and I just was I'm not going to say bawling, but I was definitely like tears, just tears, tears, tears. And my youngest comes in, my face is all red. And she was like, mommy, look at this thing. She drew like this monster, like Godzilla, level 40 Godzilla. Look at this. And I'm just like, oh, I love you so much. And then, you know, just navigating that conversation, not getting really specific, but just very general. Like, look, something really scary happened. You're going to hear about it, I'm sure, on the playground today. Mm It's, it's, and parenting you, is t- real tough. You sent your kids to school. It, it, that must've been horrible. I mean, so scary. Oh my God. I felt like I was going to throw up the whole yeah. time this morning in the carpool lane. I was like, Bleh. so sorry. I, I have a friend um, from DC and we met when my oldest, her youngest were in preschool together. And so she had an older one that was already like, you know, in elementary school getting on the bus every day. And I, I remember her saying many years ago, Every time I put her on the bus in the morning, I look at her like it could be the last time because that was like after Sandy Hook. Mm. And that has haunted me for that's probably been eight years ago. Our kids were two or three. And I mean, you know, Sandy Hook was nine years ago. But when she said this to me was, you know, seven or eight years ago. And it really has haunted me, like just that thought of every day if they walk off and you just don't know. It's it's all my my. My friends were all around 35 and they're just having, you know, two-year-olds, one-year-olds. So being that first-time mom, they're all just so freaked out. But yes, um, like we said in the beginning, use your voice and vote and get yeah. out there. It's, yeah. And phone calls, man. Phone calls. Phone calls, And yeah. enough of us do it. Like they get so all tired of hearing from us. Mm-hmm. It matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maya, our, our marriage therapist, his dad was a senator back in the 
I don't know, I can't remember, 80s, 90s. That's cool. Yeah. I know. And so, you know, John was brought that up one time in therapy. He was like, man, she spends all this time calling these senators off. It's such a waste of time. And he's like, actually, no, that is not a waste of time. That's really (laughs) good to hear. He was like, it's really effective human movement when you're trying to affect change. He was exactly. like, he was like, if they are getting flooded with phone calls from people about things, he was like, it That's matters. It makes change. a difference. And, and yeah. my, my dad does the same thing. He yells at his girlfriend. Cause she gets so he's like, he, she gets so up, upset when these things happen. But I'm like, dad, as a woman, I think it might be different or something, but you should be angry too. So yeah, get angry and call. I yeah. definitely will be today. So yeah. Yep. Well, Katie, we this was great. I'm so glad. I hope that, I yeah, thank you so I'm much so for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm this, such a fan of you guys. You have no idea. Like I literally <laughs> I I will probably listen to one of your old podcasts again today. Oh, well, thank you. thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm I'm super, super appreciative of you reaching yeah, out. This was so cool. I, you know, I know you said you were like, Oh gosh, I've never done this before, but I'm man, so you you brought <laughs> it to you the table. It. Good. Yeah. You, awesome. you brought it. Was, this is great. This is awesome well, content. I, love, your, I, love, I love your content and I love your Instagram. So thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Yeah. This was awesome. All right. Thank well, and yeah, next time so, I'm in New York, I'm looking you up and we're going thrifting. Please. Together. I will take you to all the spots. <laughs> I'm dying for yes. anybody to come with me. I never have anyone to go alone. Oh, that'd I be want so to go fun. up to New York and visit friends. So I would please. absolutely do that. And, I'll take I mean, all my sweet spots. Lacey and I have talked about how like we should just get on the train mm-hmm. and head up to New York. We'll get but you a cheaper hotel and it, yeah, all the places it, I have a car, I'll drive around. I would it would be so much fun. I have a million okay. IKEA bags. Please come. You're welcome. I'm so into it. I'm so right. into Ouch. it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Katie. Thank You're you awesome. Guys. Have a good day. Thank you. Day. You, too. you too. Bye. Bye. Toilet plungers near the lip balm at the front of the store is incorrect. <laughs> yeah, we know what's correct and we know what's not correct. I'll tell you what's correct. Katie from New York City. Katie's correct. Yeah. Man, that was very correct. I hope y'all. Um, she came correct. She came correct and she stayed correct. Yes. It was just a very I'm... correct situation all around. <laughs> and I just, I, I love, it's very, for me, I find it very rare to find people who do not have um, like the crazy energy that we have in their presentation of life and like how they carry themselves, but that I, I just really enjoy their vibe. And that's not true. I enjoy all kinds of vibes, but I don't know. Like she, she just, you know, she carries herself in a much different way than our neurotic selves. Um, But I, I, I just loved, I was like, hung on every word she said like yeah she, i agree she was a good storyteller mm-hmm. she she's very succinct yes yes we are not that's no. we are not that way <laughs> we are tangentville over you know and, and she's something shiny she <laughs> squirrel she she put, candy. she tolerated our tangents yes she, she yes. put up with us and she really shined in that interview. Yes, I agree. Well done, Katie. You were correct. You are you're <laughs> correct. We we know what's correct. We just don't often act correct. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I'm sure you did. That was awesome. Um, thank you so much for being here, listener. Is, is that what we got? Is that it? Are we good? <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. get out of here. Let's yeah. Okay. Let's well, well, two sisters. One podcast. Thrifters, sisters. Oh, that was good. I did it fast. You did it, but whatever. You know, we don't. I, I'm correct. 
you are. <laughs> you are not correct. Incorrect. Incorrect. All right. Well, we'll we'll see you next week, listener. Bye. Bye. Thrifter Sisters. Thrifter Sisters is written and recorded by me, Lindsay, and me, Lacey. Produced and edited by Hot Moms of Seville Productions. Music is written and performed by Mariana Bell. See you next week. Bye. Bye.